afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Black Sense Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man like Mo. Yes. Ouchie. Furnace is back together. Done now. Complete. Cool. Furnace. Let's see how long it lasts. Oh, I, I I know I'm not here in a couple of weeks. I know I'm not here for a couple of weeks myself. <laughs> no, I'm not here in a couple of weeks. So I'll be here next week, but not next, next week. I might not be here next week. Jeez. It's awkward to just announce this. Actually, no, but you know what? No, no, it's better. Be. It's better to know beforehand. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah, I might not be here. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in, guys. I think I'm in hot seat this week. You are in a hot seat. All right, let's do this. Can I go first? Yes, sir. <laughs> so you heard Jonah Lucas's uh, song, mm-hmm. Devil's Work. Devil's Work. Regarding, you know, why certain people have died and certain people are alive. Um, in Jonah's mind, certain good people have died. While other bad people like... Um, Trump. Zimmerman, Trump, R. Kelly um, are still around. But is Trump a bad person? Though? Okay, that's, what, that's, a, that's, that's a, a conversation for another question. question. What's your response to people who... Having suffered loss of any sort, um, you know, resort to this sort of uh, sentiment where it's like, God, why, why are these people, why are bad things happening to good people and good people, um, I'm sorry, bad people are thriving. What's your response? Um... Well, if I could quote quote, quote business response, <laughs> which, hey, which was quite good. Wisdom, if you get wisdom from everyone. I'm like, one know. thing that he said that I, I really liked is that, um, so like John Luke said, well, why, why do good things happen to good people? But bad mm. things happen to good people. Yeah. And the business was like, well, no one is good except for... Except for his son, yeah. So there's that. Um, and... Yeah. So the question isn't... Why did this go? Is, is, is what, what what would I say to people? What would you say to people that yeah. are, that have that sentiment? Um, you know, just like all the I corny th- I stuff. Thought you were, I thought you were grabbing the Bible. Oh no, no, no! This is my <laughs> journal. Um, just like the corny stuff, like everything happens for a reason. God's plan. Da, 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 da. Because, like, apart from that, there's not much you can say to because I don't think it's right to to like dismiss their hurt. No, and but in throwing cliches at them, don't you think you are doing just that? No, okay. I think the cliches are cliches because <laughs> they've been used so much because they're a they safe, work. They're, they're, they're a safe response. Okay, and like you know when someone's like go through something, like oh don't worry, I'll pray for you about that. <laughs> even if you want, <laughs> even if you won't, it's like you know, it's safe. Okay. Um, but I would say I'll just tell them. Well, it, it, um, it also depends whether they're Christian or not. Okay, because like. If if you are Christian and you believe in God's sovereignty, then tell them like God suck it up. Not so much suck it up, but like there's a reason that God has allowed this to happen to this allowed this to happen to this person at this time. Okay, mm. and um, something will come about for His glory as a result of it. Mm. It may not be something you enjoy or appreciate, but God's glory is more important. To Damn. God, that, <laughs> Damn. what you want in life. Obviously, I wouldn't say it like that, but that's the kind of sentiment. Um, if it was to a non-believer, um, I'd be like, "Wow, why are you blaming God if you don't even believe in God in the first place?" <laughs> then we can have okay. a conversation from there. That's a good angle. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand all these people that I say, um, "How can you believe in a God that allows bad things to happen?" Yeah. Like, how are you trying to? Um, judge my god that you don't believe in yeah, yeah. so yeah okay all right, all right. I'm, happy. Like that. I'm happy with that thank you like that. um yeah interesting yeah that's good it's good i like that um mine's a a similar vein not the same but similar vein um again just the notion of hell like how can god be all loving if he sends people to hell um, God is all loving, but He's also all holy. And um, it's like He set He set the rules, and like through the Bible, we know what 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 the rules are. Like how it is, we we're supposed, we're supposed to, in quotes, play the game. <laughs> so, um, if you decide not to play the game, or if if you decide to play the game in such a way that it ends you up in hell. 
knowing how not to end up in hell, even though you know how not to end up in hell, then can you really blame God? But it's like, so your answer alludes to having to explore the Bible to know the standard that we need to live by. So if the person hasn't explored the Bible, then are we saying, well, it's your fault for not exploring the Bible to see how you need no, to live? No, doesn't it say somewhere that God will only judge you based on how much or, or, or based on what you know? It does in the Quran. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> Bible, <I'm> just, <laughs> no it's a, it says, no, it says that in the Bible somewhere. It doesn't. It does. No, I don't think it does. If anything, the closest thing to it is that for lack of knowledge, when people perish. No, 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 there's, there's something in there. I'll, I'll, I'll find it and, and come back. Um, that, there, there is. And secondly, okay. Um, it's almost. Secondly, it's the question as well is. Um, for for a Christian, we believe that apart from faith, it's impossible to believe God. Uh, to, um, please God. Please God. Mm-hmm. And so you could sacrifice everything. As Paul says, like, I could prophesy to everyone, sacrifice everything that I have, give my body to be burned, do everything. But if I have not love, it, wor- it warrants nothing. And or, for an unbeliever, it's almost if you have not faith, it warrants nothing. Oh, so, no, oh, well, you, you can't really have this, this like whole conversation with someone who doesn't believe in God because but, there's yeah. One, one thing, because I have I have had interactions with people that have questioned how can your God be all loving if He sends people to hell? Mm. Not necessarily coming from the position I believe in your God, but no, this this is the God that you present. Mm. So how can He be all loving if he, if He sends people to hell? And um, and so when you say uh, so, the question is like. If you don't know the standard set by the Bible, like most people will say 10 commandments or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if they try to live to the 10 commandments, even without believing in God, they try to live a good life where they don't hurt people. Because most people, most people say, if, you, if you're not hurting anyone, then that should be fine. Mm-hmm. And that's a generally agreed notion. And so if they try to live a life where they, they're not actively trying to hurt people, but like they're given to the poor or like trying to live morally good lives. And we're saying apart from faith, it's impossible to please him. And they're like, well, how is that fair? I have lived a morally good life. I have, I have tried to do this thing. Yes, I haven't believed in your God. Yes, I haven't been to church. I, I, like, I don't go to church. Um, but how can I, who has tried to live a morally good life, go to hell when you're telling me that the priest who's like, trying to do an R. Kelly mm. is going to go to heaven can I well <laughs> he's, in he, it he's researching his I oh, know I'm trying to find I, th- I, th- I think I think this is the one trying to research his false doctrine <laughs> <laughs> unless I'm wrong I can I very well could be but I don't think the Bible says God will judge you based on what no, you no 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 is that I don't think this is the one I'll, to I'll, those who much is given much is expected no, I think it's Romans 2 but I don't think it's I think they pursued godliness, but they had the oracles and pursued godliness. Um, no, so 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 like Romans two is talking about um, da, 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 when the Gentiles sin, they will be destroyed. Da, 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 da. You know, forget. I'll find it and then come back in another, another episode, so that I'm not blaspheming. So we'll take it as, as blaspheming for now. <laughs> <laughs> but I redeem myself. Until we receive new information. Yeah, fair man. Enough, fair enough. Should I? Th- can I throw a lifeline in? Yeah. If you need it, if you, if or if you want to still answer. The question. Oh no, go for it. Because I I get where you are coming from, but I think Mo's question wasn't so much um, whose fault it is that you go to hell. It was how do you explain a loving God allowing for the existence of hell, or allowing mm. people to go to hell? Yeah. Um, I think there. Are, well, I've heard multiple ways of addressing that question. Mm. The one being one of them being, um, you know, how how do you explain? A loving God making people go to hell. The one one approach being how do you explain a loving God not punishing sin, in the sense of if mm. you suffered something, mm-hmm. and the judge lets the perpetrator of your suffering go free, what would you think about that judge? Mm. So in asking mm. how does I a like loving that. God allow for people to go to hell, it's how does a loving God not do so if He is a loving God and 
people that have done the right thing are suffering mm. or, or have suffered at the hands of these people and he's not punishing them yeah kind of thing the other um the other response i've heard is uh, and it's more so to the atheist is you know how does a loving god allow for people to go to hell is well hell in and of itself was not created for human beings it was created for the serpent however hell can also be described or is described in the parables as being outside the wedding party where there's weeping mm. and gnashing of teeth you as an atheist don't want to be with god in your lifetime you've not yeah. wanted to be with god how can he be a loving god if he forces you to be in his presence in eternity that's so a, that's a very long time if he just obliges you mm-hmm. and does not let you be in his presence unfortunately you're going to be in the presence of of hell yeah so that's the other that's the other response i've heard to that question quick side note mm. what does nation of teeth look like <laughs> Audio description: Peter tries to gnash his teeth. What does gnash even mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's grinding. Like, it's, it's it's the grinding. It's like you know when you're struggling, like probably doing tough mother at some point, you were weeping and gnashing your teeth. Hey, for those who don't know, like, yeah, yeah, we need Robert, to shout Robert, out, Robert, Robert bangs through the half half tough mother. Five K thing. Robert did it. Do you know blah, blah, blah. inspirational? He's got everyone in the group trying to be like, "Yo, yes, let's jump on the tough mother thing." Because I've been saying it for at least like four years. I think probably by the time we started this, we'd start talking about yeah. doing it. Because we we were it. talking about it from Kyokushin days when yeah, we first yeah, started, yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's that's been a while. Yeah. Well, to be fair, well done. Well I would have done it if Simi hadn't organized it. So shout out to, to Simi for organizing. Shout the whole out thing. Simi, Simi. You should have taken a group yeah. picture. We did. They did. They did. I saw it. Simi's just in the front looking. But I didn't see it, so it doesn't exist. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you afterwards. Yeah, nah, I'm, 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 I'm on it though. You know what? Like, <laughs> I'm on it though. And um, Paul Washer says something. Um, ah, it's gone. About Tough Mother? No, about, <laughs> <laughs> about hell. Where. <laughs> that would be an interesting sermon. Um, I think it's Paul Washer. Let's, let me not misquote. A, a, a preacher says something, Matthew Paul Washer, where he's like how can we think that God is all loving if he doesn't hate what isn't good? Mm, mm. So if you love babies, you will hate everything that destroys babies. Yeah. Mm. If you love life, you would hate everything that goes against life. Yeah. And so for God to be pure love must mean that his wrath is a bit mud. Yeah, yeah. Because everything that goes against what he stands for as love and what he sees as good and love and wholesome there's an abhorrence for it. Mm-hmm. And that's why as a holy God, he can't stand anything that isn't holy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's the point. And I think um, just the last side note, on the morality um, mm. angle, um, I think I, I think I saw this in Preston Perry's. Actually, I saw the one of, I saw the response about God punishing those I've done wrong on Preston Perry's like um, conversations with mm. atheists and stuff like that. And he talked about your claim to have lived a morally good or morally upright life outside of the understanding of who God is. Mm. But where do you gain your moral standard from? Mm. And why does your moral standard supersede someone else's on places where you disagree? Mm. You know, if your moral standard is sovereign to you and theirs is sovereign to them, at some point, if there's an intersection, who comes out on top and mm. who makes that decision? Mm. It's impossible to say if we're all human beings and we're all equal yeah. and we're all just masses of atoms doing what atoms do. That's good. That's um, good. That's but good. The only way to have a true moral standard is for something outside Sad of, of yeah. creation, outside of uh, the temptations of our flesh or, mm. or whatever, to define that moral standard. Yeah. And that's what the Bible presents. Yeah. Or at least that's what most monotheistic religions present yeah um, and it's very much like something outside of but superseding yeah and that's that's what we believe in when it comes to god because as soon as you said that it's very much like <clears throat> those who try to live morally good lives still differ on abortion yeah yeah absolutely on, on so many different things and yeah. so it's very much like yeah. then who's who's right who's sta- yeah. like whose yeah. position stands yeah that's that's i like that that's good. I like that. Not oh, sorry, not sorry. Uh, Apologise, session. I think I think Robert did well. Yeah, I think Robert did well. Thank you. So, are you trying to grow out your hair? By the way, I am. Ah, oh, fair enough. Are you trying to do that little foam thing? No, in no, your no, head? no, 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 no. It's just that, like, so, like, 
at the beginning of the day, it's like combing that and nice. Mm-hmm. But then I have this habit yes. of like running my fingers through my and hair. I, yeah. as, as the day goes on, it just yeah. sort of stays. <laughs> I don't know how, well, obviously people keep combs and stuff in there. But oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, I've got a comb. Oh, but, yeah. but unless there's, there's like a babes I know I'm going to see. <laughs> <laughs> I need to comb my hair. <laughs> I need to cut my hair. You have no hair to cut. I have, yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. It's like there is enough hair to see that I don't have hair <laughs> at this point. But you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really think, considering just going bald. Are you all right? Nah, like nah. there aren't that many patches. Like you can see cabbage patches on mine right now. No, you, you, you got like a reverse mohawk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the thing is, the sides aren't all complete. It's like slight yeah. mohawk here, slight yeah. mohawk here. And the reverse mark in the middle. Do you know, I've so. got that typical African hairline where this <laughs> part is just <laughs> It's just, it comes like Vegeta's hairline. It's just an M. And the thing that gets on my nerves is that the middle at the back is starting to recede as well. So I'm just like, yeah, these patches, like, I, they took a picture of me at work and I looked and I said, hey, no one said I look like this. Now you, man, are mocking me. But yeah, I'm just thinking, just go bold. But if I do that, I'm going to literally have to shave like every other day yeah yeah which it, is which is hassle if it became socially acceptable to get like man weaves and like it is it, it, I think it became i think it, i think it's acceptable because people are doing it no it's not acceptable people don't know this it's no, so no, no, no. good I, I know, know i know a a guy who's like well known actually like take pictures of the process and slap it on his twitter and like directed people to where he got it from I wouldn't. It, it's it's perfectly acceptable now. Everything's perfectly acceptable. So would you now. do it? No. Why? I wouldn't do it. Why not? Because it's fake. Like, because it's. I don't believe in doing anything fake. So I wouldn't do it. Mm. I wouldn't do it either. Yeah, but it's acceptable. And even the technology is so good now. I saw uh, John Boyega. Uh, he wasn't doing it for that reason. He was doing it for a film because he had to have a certain hairstyle. Mm. But they did like a, a man weave on him. And I was just like, oh, right. So this is what you did in the, uh, I think it was the last Star Wars. I was like, oh, okay. That's how you got that hairline. Because he's got braids and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> it looks, it looks on point. You that's can't like, That's tell. how you got that hairline. <laughs> you can't tell. Would, uh, would you get a weave no, if you needed it? No. Robert would. I think Robert I'm would. I'm so anti-weave. For the right, for the right babes, he would. No. For the right babes, <laughs> you do anything. Well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Oh, well. So, um, right. let me pose, pose the questions I want us to go through first. All right. And then um, talk about how I got to these questions. Okay. okay. Cool. So, right. question, so, 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 they're all quite interconnected. First question. Who gets to benefit financially from church-related things? Mm-hmm. Who gets to decide who doesn't get to benefit from fin- from um, church related things financially from church related things? So, so those the, the that's that's the kind of conversation I want us to mm-hmm. have today, and it's based on Kanye West because <laughs> he started his church, isn't it? <sighs> Not so much that. So, so he was at Coachella, I think, a couple of weeks ago, mm. um, doing his whole Sunday service thing, um, whatever it is. But he was also selling merchandise. So I've got some of it here. <laughs> so he had like hoodies and socks and t-shirts saying stuff, stuff like Holy Spirit, Trust God, Church Socks, Sunday Service, all of that stuff. Um, so you so you can get a jumper that said Holy Spirit on it for $165. You can get a pair of socks for $50, $50 a Trust God t-shirt for $70. There's another jumper here that says Holy Spirit on it for $225 and so on and so forth. So, so he was at Coachella um, during his Sunday service stuff, selling all this merchandise. And um, I've heard um, people talking about it, saying that um, he's not Christian enough to be able to sell stuff that has like Christian related things on it. Mm-hmm. It's a culture vulture. Which is, <laughs> which is why I, I wanted to pose the question, like mm-hmm. who gets to, why is it all right for some people to, to, to like sell church related stuff, but it's not okay for someone like Kanye West mm-hmm. to should i yeah so look guys we don't have these questions beforehand yeah <laughs> that's the first thing i want to say because sometimes i talk really crazy i realize <laughs> <laughs> i get angry um but when it comes to church finances and stuff my understanding of it from the early church was the body of christ should benefit um so if it's uh, you know poor i think having to even turn down some gifts from 
some of the churches when they're trying to help another church. Um, I forget the names of the churches, but it was literally, they were sharing what they had. Mm. Um, and those that didn't have, they were given to them. Um, in today's society, it really should be the same mentality, even if it's not realized in the same way. People that are members of the church should be benefiting from the collections that are taken in a sense of, you know, this person is struggling. Maybe this person doesn't have food or doesn't have clothes. The church leadership should be able to say, well, we took this amount of collection this week. This amount should go to this person. Obviously, there's expenses like buildings, renting, equipment, that the money goes into as well. If you've got full-time pastors, they might take a salary. Um, so they will get paid from that same pot as well. But I think ideally, the benefit should be to the body of Christ. That's why God said, let there be food in my um, in my house, in my storehouses, um, in reference to tithes and stuff like that. It should be for the benefit of the body of Christ. I think... The side note, because as soon as you said, you mentioned some of the prices, I was thinking, like this God of a Money hoodie um, is benefiting a artist or a label mm. um, more so than anything else. However, it's sort of the same sort of thing. I'm paying for the construction or whatever, but the profit, I think, would go to this artist who is also providing me with what I consider worth worthwhile like sustenance in the form of music but in the form of good music that I support and I want to support that person that's how I'll buy his merchandise if that makes sense so it's not a church situation but I think that more relates to Kanye West and yeah. buying an artist's merchandise yeah, I so want to support that yeah, guy so, yeah so if it was someone like Jesus Culture or yeah. like Bethel and they yeah. had t-shirts yeah. at one of their concerts yeah. and yeah. then they, yeah. so they the, the difference is when I say God of money you know who I'm talking about mm. and when I when I sow into that ministry, you know who I'm sowing into. If I say Holy Spirit and you see Holy Spirit and I tell you Kanye West did that, I'm not sowing into anything Christian. I'm sowing into the Kardashians, really. <laughs> but, but, um, but, but why do you make that um, distinction? Because who's... Well, okay, actually, you know, you know it's fair because I don't know <laughs> who the man is going to. But I think it's safe to presume that Kanye West is going to be seeing that money. Because Holy Spirit on a T-shirt doesn't warrant 165 um, pounds or dollars or whatever it is. Like, I don't think it warrants that much. Fam, I would say that what, um, the price of something is determined by like whoever will buy it. So like, very so much, if you buy a T-shirt for 165 pounds, yeah. then that T-shirt is worth 165 pounds. Yeah, but I don't see him doing. I, I I don't see him as Christian, if that makes sense. Ooh. I don't I don't see it. I'm not. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it in the music, and I don't listen to his music that okay, much. Okay, so so maybe be, 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 be becoming a bit controversial. If you take wait, can can Mo give his answer? No, as well? I don't. I don't want you to lose your question. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me ask my question first. Cool. So, um, someone I bring up every now and again, um, Israel Horton. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we know about his extramarital. Things okay, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, knowing what he's done, mm. you, you would have a problem still classifying him as Christian. Would you? We don't base it on what you do or what you've done, we base it on what you represent. Like Israel Hutton or whatever, um, I know from the worship music, I know from even when this extra, extra marital stuff come, came out, him and his new wife, I don't know if they're married yet, they're married. you know, addressing yeah. some of the issues. And, they didn't address it. Well, they, they were on, um, was it Ricky Smiley? They were on some radio program or something like Like just talking through some of it, you know, and I recognize that Christians make mistakes and we do, mm. but you, re you know a Christian. You know a Christian when you see one. You say that? Aye, okay, aye, okay, we, okay. We, we, we thought we knew Jehazel. Yeah, Peter. But again, you know, <laughs> like, at the time, he... No, what I mean... <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> Evidently, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. However, like, I know who's... Uh, I can't even say that. There's a level of discernment that yeah. allows you... In the moment to be yeah, like, again, I didn't <laughs> no, but that's the thing. In in the moment, Jahazel, he had a heart. He, like, he had a heart. Um, he seemingly had a heart for God, and I don't think he was anyone, seemingly, anyone who wasn't in his immediate circle would have seen that coming. Mm. Um, 
And so I know that there was some personal stuff that happened that kind of showed the signs of it kind of breaking down. Mm. But from the outside, you, you see a heart for God. And I think this is one of the dangerous things about ministry, where it's like we put people on the pedestal and we, st- we stare from afar. So it's like when there's, a, when there's a picture that's blown up and you're staring at it from afar, it looks perfect. But when you get closer is when you start to see the cracks and you start to see the grain and you start mm. to see the Im- imperfections. Mm. And we were looking at him from afar and he looked cool. But now when it's like we got close enough or times changed or the, the, like, the resolution changed and we're like, rah, like mm. it isn't what, it's, what it was. Mm. And, and so I think, um, and even the parable about the, the good master who sowed wheat and his enemy came and sowed tares. Mm. And the servant was like, should we uproot the tares? And it was like, no, just in case you uproot some of the wheat as well. Mm. Because they all look similar. Mm. But when grow. they grow, you will yeah. see the difference. The difference mm. will be oh. tangible. Mm. So I think there's there's that. Like in the, at the initial stages, they look similar. Mm. Um, even the parable about the f- uh, different types of soil. Mm. They started to sprout, yeah. but some yeah. were choked out, some withered, but they, yeah. they all so started they, to sprout. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so there were there's signs of a hunger, there's signs of a heart towards God. But when <laughs> when the doo-doo hits the fan, <laughs> then everyone looks like what they actually are. Yeah. Um what I was gonna say as well was in terms of who gets paid and stuff, I think because I, I get paid for my job, which is ministry. I feel like anyone who partakes of the work <coughs> should be paid. Um, and from a position of... <coughs> now, if the person volunteers, then they have decided to forfeit a payment. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be recognised for that job that you've done, whether mm. it's a card, whether it's going out for a meal, whatever it is, there should be some sort of recognition and a thank, public thank you. Um, but if that is your job, then it's only right that you're paid for it. Mm. Um, and I do believe that the congregation should have some say over what, like the how much is paid and blah blah blah, rather than just we're going to give our pastors fifty k a year and they set us that and you get like your tithes are going to go towards that and this and that, but like let's sit down and actually come to an understanding and stuff like that. Um, and so I do feel the church, the body as a whole, has a say over how much we actually divvy out to each person because partially it is, it is our money and secondly we're accountable to each other so you can't accuse someone of uh, like taking too much money if as a body we've agreed to give them that money mm. um, and it also conveys a, an element of worth like we value you this much um, financially or net, net worth and that's why I think even when it comes to like prosperity gospel preachers and stuff for the wider body to be iffy about how much you're being paid, you should take that into consideration. Mm. Um, just because your congregation might be happy to give that to you, the wider body is like, nah, there's something wrong there. Mm. And for the pastors who aren't being paid enough, for the wider body to be like, nah, like, you need to pay him more, he's barely living, mm. to take that into consideration as well. So it kind of goes both ways. In terms of Kanye, I believe that <clears throat> the prices will reflect notoriety, um, a quote-unquote quality um, value to it. Mm. But also, it's yeah. I, I think I think it's predominantly with like notoriety because with all of the stuff that Kanye sells, they aren't cheap. Mm. Like Yeezys and the clothes and stuff, they aren't cheap, and it's just a standard, a blanket um, standard for him. I think now I believe that some pastors will buy that. I believe that some some people in leadership will buy that. Like the video you sent of pastors wearing like five hundred dollars trainers and stuff. Mm. The Instagram page. Mm. Um, just how much they're spending on it. I yeah. think they'll buy it. Mm, okay. I think those people would actually buy and take it into church and like, yeah, I got this Holy Spirit t shirt mm. or jumper or whatever. So I do feel I do feel like there will be people that will buy it. <clears throat> Whether it's um, value, whether they should or shouldn't. Is that our place to say? Is our, I, th- I think, it, I think we, we can hold them account. We can hold them to an account. But it's a, 
as people normally say, it's their money. And so if if they're like, I want to buy this, then you've got the freedom and, and the liberty to go and do that. Mm. Um, but the question is, are you stewarding what God has given you rightly? For you to buy a $200 jumper, knowing that some people in your congregation don't have food, mm. is that justifiable? Um, I don't think it is. I'd like to hear Robert as well. Like, what what do you think about all of this? Um, I think that when it comes to merchandise, everything Merch. is fair game. I feel like everything is fair game. Merch. Um, only because like the reason you have merchandise is to sell, to make a profit. Yeah. Where that profit goes, that's whoever's business. Mm. Um, with regards to Kanye West, I feel like on some <laughs> on some level, he he does believe in God. He does. He does, and he wants to have a relationship with God. But in the world that he's in, if you take um, the music industry plus being married into the Kardashian family, there's a lot of noise. Um, and, and him just being like a little crazy anyway. Um, there's a lot of noise. So I feel like he, he's lost in this pool of upper echelons. <laughs> <laughs> but on some level, I feel like on, on, on a t- in a tiny, tiny percentage, like he's doing it for the right reasons. Maybe, maybe like zero point five percent. Which would be, um, sorry, so zero point five percent, which means ninety nine point five percent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, but what, what are those good reasons? I don't know. That's between him and God. But I feel like him, him doing it, like him doing all the Sunday service stuff. Him, like hooking up with um, Kirk Franklin, trying to rap with these kind of people. I feel like. What is mostly commercial? I feel like he's just he's just culture vulture. I no, like he, I, I feel like it's appropriation. What are you? What do you know of the Holy Spirit to put on a T-shirt and sell for one hundred and sixty-five pounds dollars? I would I would throw a question back at you saying how much you have to know about the Holy Spirit before it's, it's justifiable for you to put that on a T-shirt. Uh, you should at least know him personally. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but personally can come in but, like a whole different no, a, like, whole range of things like, because he's. I don't Peter, know. What, what watch are you wearing? A Timex. Do you know Timex? Sorry? Do you know Timex? Do you know Timex? I know the company. Do you like, know the company? Had a history of horology with, with timepieces. Do, do, do you know their, their ethos? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is different. This it's is not different. different. <laughs> it is different. It is different. This is. I'm this just playing devil's advocate. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And I'm trying to see where maybe I am flawed in my. Because I am essentially in saying, you know, how much do you know the Holy Spirit? I'm implying he doesn't know the Holy Spirit. Mm. Which I think, is not my place to say yeah. at all. And, and, you know, that's why I said, I initially said, I get angry about these things and I talk crazy, which I am. But. I feel like Kanye's done this enough. Jesus Walks mm-hmm. was clear example of, look, you're just Jesus. You're no, Jesus. No, God. like you're you're just taking you're just taking this culture that you realize you could have some some you could have you have some sort of purchase in, and you're exploiting it. No, that's that's what I see. No, Jesus Walks. Jesus Walks. I would say is a gospel track. And I have said it's a gospel track. Jesus yeah, that's because you want to listen to Kanye West. No, Jesus Walks was a um, point in his career where... And I, his life. I, and, and his, his life. life that I would actually say, like, it, there, there was a... Because I know that his mum was a was a believer. Um, I know that. And obviously, it was that influence over his life. And I believe that Jesus Walks was at a point in his life and his career where there was that real sense of God. Um, I do feel that there, it, was that was that the same thing that let Jesus come and speak to him on stage at one of his performances about what he should be doing, and he did that to sing something or the other. I, I haven't, I've never heard of that, but I think, <laughs> I think what I I like your heart and your zeal in like keeping the Lord's name holy. Yeah, keep his keep his name out your mouth, and it's it's very much like don't 
this, like this, this is something precious, and don't trivialize it. Don't monetize it. Don't like let's let's reverence the Lord. Let's reverence His Spirit. Let's reverence our Savior. Mm. Um, it's like not casting um, pearls to swine. Mm. It's like it's that reverence and keeping it in its place. And and I think we should be doing that as as Christians. I believe that half of the people that might be buying the stuff won't be Christians. They're just buying it because it's, it's Kanye, it's Kanye. Yeah. and there's this uh, status symbol associated with it. Um, and so we're going to purchase this. Um, and I do feel that from a Christianity point of view, the world will mock what we hold valuable. Mm. And so whether or not he is doing it intentionally, it is partially playing into a group of people that will mock what we hold yeah. um, as dear. And now the question is, do we fight against that mockery in terms of practically and like don't do that blah 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 or do we present something different do we do both fight it and present something different at the same time mm-hmm. I don't know I'm just throwing out different ideas here quick question you Peter Duck, a couple questions how much do you pay for your hoodie I think this one with shipping and everything came out to about £75 okay but well, that's with shipping and I bought and, and it was I bought a couple so I don't think it's that much okay so, so okay so, 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 so let's say the hoodie itself was like 20 pounds yeah yeah if it was maybe 80 pounds would you then say that he's been insincere by by um trying no, so much no, because for... I agree with your idea of merch is it's free range I think the thing with with this is I know I don't know I don't know bizzle again mm. I don't know the CEO of God of the Money, but I know the music that they've produced. Yeah. And the music that they produce is honest music. Bizzle's songs talk about his insecurities and stuff that he, you know, it's, it's sincere and it's Christian. And so I would believe in supporting that, supporting yeah. that person that I know is a Christian just by virtue of what he's allowed me to see. What if his, what if um, the music didn't line up with the lifestyle would you would, would you still feel comfortable if I knew it or if I didn't know it if you knew that it, it, it didn't line up I knew it didn't line up yeah so you're producing good music but I see that you're doing bad things yeah same reason I don't buy John Jones merch Who's John at the Jones? moment John Jones is a UFC fighter he's a really good UFC fighter but in as much as you know he'll be like I, I want to thank God for this, that, and the other, the cameras will go off and he'll be saying, or at least he was saying the craziest things to some of his opponents when he thought that the cameras weren't recording. I'm like, okay, there's a bit, something fake here. And so I'm like, I don't really know where you stand. But you don't think it's, it's okay as a Christian to trash talk your opponent before before a fight? Oh no, this wasn't just trash talk. <laughs> I mean, him and this guy have had beef. Come like Tyson. Him <laughs> and this guy have had beef and he was like, yeah, I'll kill you. I will, I will literally kill you. Once he knew that the cameras were off. That's just trash talk. And, but that's and this is a guy who has, you know, after, like outside of everything else, he was smoking, drinking, um, doing hard drugs. Like his lifestyle and the things that he was saying weren't lining up. Now, I agree, Christians, we might have the things in my life that people don't know that I know don't line up with Christianity. Like and what? Those are things that I struggle with. Johnny Sorry, like, I have very dark thoughts. <laughs> I've used this term before. Um, that is so vague. <laughs> and, and and I I You're just on. Of course, I'm just carrying on. <laughs> I appreciate that. Like um, we all have things that we struggle with. We all have things that mean we're not perfect. We're not holy. And not to say that we should be grateful for those things in any way but you know the second I am holy I don't need Christ anymore mm. the, it's, the struggle is part of the process so I appreciate that but where your lifestyle doesn't really line up with what you are spewing and it's at least I have knowledge of that I can't support that just yet because I can pray for you and I do pray for Don Jones because I do like him as a fighter um, I can pray and I can hope that you get on track with God but I don't have, I don't feel obliged to mm. so into that person. Mm. I think as well, because I, I have bought a God of a Money t-shirt on my wife boy on my behalf. And <clears throat> one thing that stands out to me from merchandise coming from Christians is that um, one, they're, they're transparent as to how they're using it, like mm. where the money's going mm. and what they're doing. So mm. even that like Humble Beast, they're saying we give our music away for free. You can buy the, buy merch, the music yeah. if you want. Yeah. But how we make money as a ministry is through the merchandise. Yeah. And they go th- they go to the 
the lengths that they can do to ensure that their suppliers are ethical, that everything is like really above board. And the pricing itself reflects that as well. Reflects yeah. that. It's like, and when, when I even say reflects that, I mean like it, the pricing itself is one that isn't inflated beyond necessity. So $250 for a jumper or $150 for a t-shirt. I doubt I'm going to see that even from 116 because most of their stuff is about 15 25 yeah. Before you go on, I'll, I'll, I'll actually continue. So it's like their price is, is, is affordable and it's reasonable and it's very much targeted towards the people that they're actually doing the ministry towards. Um, and again, you could argue that Kanye is targeting to the people that he's doing his yeah, ministry that's what towards. Say. So and so for his people, that's affordable. Um, obviously the Yeezys, people are shelling out on those. He's got trousers ripped up to the bottom, going for like $500. And like people Home, are still, homeless, homeless attire. And people are still like shelling out for it. And so he's still pitching it to the same masses that are already buying his stuff. But it's it's just like, I think the whole ecosystem from Christian merch is one that is done pointing upwards, where it's like for the glory of God. Okay. So let's say we started doing merch. Let's say we have we had a, the Black Dots for the T-shirt. TGF, come on. For like a T-shirt with like a nice design on it, how much would be an acceptable price <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, I would, t-shirts I'll be around the 15 pound mark. Hoodies I'll be around the 20, 25. Okay. PR? <laughs> Give it away for free. <laughs> if we could. Um, we'll pay you to buy the t-shirt. <laughs> I, it would depend how much does the t-shirt, how much does it cost us to make? And then, after that price, we add on something small that Will help us to carry on. <laughs> <laughs> it's sticky. Like I, I don't actually like thinking about that. I don't like thinking about merch, and I don't like thinking about even monetizing because I feel like it's sticky. And there's like, um, I say sticky. It makes me uncomfortable mm. thinking about taking money from someone for something. Um, but I'm beginning to realize areas where it's necessary, areas where it helps. Um, and I think if we could. Our price, if we were to do merch, our pricing would reflect both the cost of production and also something else, something helping someone or something doing something else before what our we profits. gain from it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think we're in a we're fortunate enough to be in a position where we're getting paid regardless of this. Yeah. Or, like some people. Yeah. In terms of humble beasts, that that that's is what their, they do. You know, that's their job. that's their bread yeah, and butter. Yeah, that's yeah. what they do. And so, without that, yeah. babies babies aren't getting nappies or whatever. Yeah. Um, school fees aren't getting paid if you're in Africa. But um, do America do school fees? Uh, private schools in private uh, private schools. Is it? Private schools. I don't yeah, know well, about if schools. if you choose to take your child private school, that's your own business. Um, uh, go public school get stabbed <laughs> well that is another option um, you can get stabbed in a private school as well but um, <laughs> right, that turned dark real quick but um, <laughs> but yeah um, what was my point <laughs> I lost the chain I thought as uh, well you're I'm talking like, about humble beast that's their bread and butter that's their yeah. bread and butter so fortunately we're in a position where we're getting paid regardless of this um, and so we won't need the money. We're not in dire need of the money, regardless of however we are financially. It might be a benefit, but it's like God is still providing through other means. And mm -hmm. so this would be a bonus. And so I don't think that anyone would come away from a conversation <clears throat> about merch saying, well, I need about at least 15% for, for, for this to be viable for me. Like, I don't, I don't think that anyone's going to be coming away from the conversation with that mindset. Well, it's like I've calculated 33%. <laughs> I was going to say 40%. <laughs> but so I think we're in a position where, well, I speak for myself after your comment. I'm in a, <laughs> I'm in a position where I'm just like, um, whatever extra comes, it's a bonus. Mm. And so it's not like I want the extra. If it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Whatever it is, is a bonus. But this is all fundamentally for the glory of God. Yeah. Um, and I think ministry from that perspective is one that God will honour more so than how much can I get. Mm. And 
surprisingly God may honor that more financially than going into it thinking how much I can get and the story that comes to mind is um, Solomon just give me the wisdom to lead your people yeah, and yeah. God was like because you only ask for this I'm going to bless you with everything else like yeah. most of the kings who sought to follow God were blessed and it might not have been financially some of them weren't blessed financially but it's like the blessings of the Lord are what you actually need yeah. and what you're in need of yeah yeah. I'll be nice place to round off. Um, um, hookups. Hookups. Can I go first? Yep. Bezos response. Joanna <laughs> <laughs> Lucas. Um, so this is the original first as well. The original was really good as well. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joanna Lucas did a song "Devil's Work," and in true Bizzle style, Bizzle brought a response to it. And that response seemed quite quick. It does actually, but I don't know when "Devil's I Work" came out. I think it dropped out. like. I watched it yesterday yeah. and it said it dropped two days ago, I believe. Right. And so it was like literally within two, three days. days Bizzle's yeah. come back, yeah. And I mean, it's just, it's theologically sound. Bizzle, I think in his caption on Instagram, wrote that it was based on God's response to Job mm. as to why bad things happen to mm. good people and how that's not the question. <laughs> the question is, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which which I love and and Bizzle doesn't he doesn't do it like rah 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 at Joanna Lucas almost it's more like just this would have been God's response as it was mm. in the time of Job so check out that um, I think it's also called Devil's Work yeah. a response I will drop a link to the YouTube video um, in in the in the description in the description sweet yeah. I shall go um, this one I'm I'm stealing a leaf out of Peter's book. Um, a chronological reading of the Bible. Um, it's fascinating to say the, the least. Bible plan on that, like in a couple of days. <laughs> that you started a new one, I saw. Oh no, we're going to talk about that in another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've been keeping that one for a while. <laughs> Robert sounds upset. Keep getting notifications. Moses has started a new Bible. Moses has finished a new Bible. Like that. No, no, save it, save it, save it. No, that's a whole episode. <laughs> I've been waiting for that one. <laughs> Robert sounds upset. <laughs> but no, yeah, don't don't hate me for reading the Bible. Um, yeah, a chronological reading of the Bible, mm. simply because it. I think we've become so accustomed to if you read the Bible, reading it book by book. Mm. And so you follow one person's narrative and then you listen to another person's narrative and it can be difficult to piece in, especially in the Old Testament, how the narratives kind of slot in together. Yeah. So especially like the prophets, how that slips into um, Kings and Chronicles yeah. and Samuel, and yeah. Like yeah. how all of those slip in. So you almost hear a prophecy within the prophets, but you're like, you don't quite capture the context in which... Yeah it was spoken and so in or reading the, the Psalms as well you yeah, get that as well yeah. You're like, oh, and so reading it chronologically just gives you a richer understanding of it yeah. it still throws you off because like you've read a couple of days and you're like I'm, I'm, I'm still jumping in Psalms I'm still jumping it's like energy's going over Genesis 11 you just skip to Job you know yeah. and it's like in Matthew one of them had like Matthew 14 and then it went back to Matthew 10 yeah yeah. And it's just, it's very interesting just seeing, following the narrative and seeing how things have been repeated and how they've been reaffirmed and yeah, even the synoptic yeah. gospels, how the same thing has been repeated. And you start to realize that th like this thing has been repeated four times and each person that wrote the gospel was like, I think Matthew was the first gospel. John was the last, mm. but some of them were aware of what has already been written whilst yes. we were writing yeah, theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for them to repeat what already was, yeah. was fascinating yeah. because it's like, you saw enough value in this yeah. to see it worth repeating. Yeah, yeah. And to see it repeated four times and you're like, all right, this, this is not worthy. Obviously everything is not worthy, but it's like this, there's a particular emphasis on this. Yeah. So yeah, um, a chronological reading yeah. I started, yeah, of the Bible. I'll, I'll, I'll start the plan. So I'll start that today. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, so my hookup this week is less gospel, but Beyonce's Lemonade it, album, oh. you um, mean less gospel. Yeah, dropped on um, Spotify like two weeks ago. Oh really? Yeah, because I know they were title folk. Yeah, but I, I think it was in line with her. Um, Netflix. Homecoming Netflix, yeah, yeah, mm. which I still need to watch. Yeah. I've, I've heard really good things about it. It's two hours long. I couldn't do it. 
Fam, that's that's a movie. That's a movie. Nah, I see even like podcasts an hour. Yeah, <laughs> mate, I've been listening to from Monday. All my podcasts are three hours long. Yeah, <sighs> this is why you know ain't finishing your Bible reading plans. Oh no no no! I, I finish it. You you skip, you just it's like on fast forward. Save it for another. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for listening, guys. Um, you can find us at no hold on. Shout out to Reed for the intro outro music. I know. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the blacksmith for the snow apostrophe on all good podcasting apps and websites including Spotify, iTunes, and the sort. Blah. Google Podcasts. Google Blah. Podcasts. Fam, I, I downloaded the app it didn't work on my phone. Which, which um, app? The Google Podcast thing. It's not Peter's fault. It is. <laughs> We'll see, because you probably didn't do it right. No, I did it right. Anyway, um, <laughs> you got a new phone, so he, th- he thinks he's the tech guru. I got all the tech. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter at the Furnace UK. Email address tbetsfurnacehotmail dot com. Um, is that everything? Yeah. Mm. Any yeah. Hook, any shout outs? The Switch project. Um, we'll be dropping a link to that. That's happening on the tenth of May. Um, I, I forget where, which is Friday coming up in the evening um i should be there on the on the photography side um i got a dope um dj coming well musician i call her soundologist dope um coming through um yeah tickets are four pound fifty um i shall drop give peter the information to drop on the thing but yeah is 66 coming out this week tomorrow yes yeah yeah we're, we're talking about the fall Mm. Yeah, so we're at the four after two months. <laughs> we're at Genesis chapter three. <laughs> <laughs> but that's two months of every other week or two months worth two of... Two months of every other week, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's been a month. It's been a month, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, that's everything. Sweet. Cool. Then this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Hello. <laughs>